everybody, and welcome to the RUScreening.com podcast. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And I'm kind of sick right now, so yeah. I sound really weird in yeah. my headphones. Yeah. Everything sound sounds right. like... I think uh, it's just in your head. You sound all right in mine. It might be. It sounds like I'm kind of in a tunnel. Anyway, this week, uh, Criminal... We're back. Uh, we're going to be, yeah, we're back. Yeah. And uh, we're reviewing Criminal. Last week, I don't know, we didn't miss anything. I can't anyway. even remember why uh, we didn't get something, but it didn't matter. There was, no. there, there there was, was nothing. There was nothing to If anybody went and saw The Boss, what, whatever it. the big movie was email, last week, email us uh, and tell us we why. still deny that it exists. Right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this week, actually, The Jungle Book, speaking of that, um, right. The Jungle Book going berserk really uh way exceeding expectations i think it's at like 106 or 7 million right and that's, now for the and weekend. that's pretty cool because not only it, i i always thought maybe the jungle book being remade was one of those sacrilegious things like just leave it alone it did well right. enough when it was an animated thing but i just like john favreau i do too and i've seen a couple interviews with him like real quick junket things and Jesus, that guy is just so affable and right. laid back and fun and funny. And he's a guy who just seems to have gotten way more talented exponentially over the last couple of decades. Right. You know, the guy that is directing these films is is not really the same guy that I saw doing Swingers. Right. You know, and all that stuff before when he was just and he's man, you he know just, he's, 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 he's really career. good and he he throws out these things that all of a sudden uh, you know they're not all massive hits but right no but, not all but right. it's almost random and then all of a sudden it's like elf and then yeah. that's like the biggest you know holiday thing i, for, I keep forgetting he did elf ever and yeah. it, you know he keeps coming out with these movies and at the end of the day like right now when he's got jungle buck it's like the guy who really like hit it in hollywood that it could not have gone to his head less right like he's, yeah absolutely he's, he's every time you hear him talk he's just like um you want to know what I think? Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, I can tell you how I made the movie. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jungle Book is uh, killing it. And uh, in other, so anyway, we're doing Criminal this week. Next week, we actually start having some big things it, it's happen. It's getting close. Happen, right? We're two um, weeks away from Civil War anyway, but yeah, right. things are starting to come out. And uh, and I guess summer is sort of actually hitting. Yeah. Even though it's almost seventy today. Even though there's uh, there's no such thing as summer anymore, really. And it's no. you know it's so weird <laughs> that you know we ever since we've done the show we've talked about how summer is ridiculous. But you know the uh, the big giant superhero movies keep coming out earlier or later or right. you know they just don't care yeah. about summer. There is you know one in february or march every year yeah uh you know the recent news is the like the doctor strange trailer that comes right. out the middle of november this year Did you see that yet i saw the trailer What'd yeah you think? it's uh it's actually it's very interesting that um you know one of the good things i think that comes out of this whole comic book you know extravaganza where they're yeah. you know huge budget films is that people like Dr. Strange can get a movie. Finally. You right. know, like 20 or 30 years ago, right. Dr. Strange's biggest fans had no hope of ever yeah, seeing him in a movie. It. Unless it was going to yeah. be some kind of, you know, TV. <laughs> like an ABC late yeah, night Nicholas like, Hammond Spider-Man Like, you know, when thing. they did those like 80s, like Captain America yeah. TV show thing, like you might hold out you some hope that, that right. maybe you'd get that someday. Right. 
but no one ever thought he was getting his own movie. Right. No viability uh, in all, that. all by himself. It was, you know, it was Superman and Batman. That's it. Right. That's right. the only people who could get movies. And uh, so that's actually one of the really cool things is that Doctor Strange is a really cool character. Yeah. Um, it, the trailer looks like it is so origin story. Yeah. That, I mean, it's kind of weird and it could just all be a lie, right? I mean, it could be that the trailer only covers the first 25 minutes of the movie. Right. And it all just happens really fast. Yeah. But it seems like from watching the movie that, you know, maybe the last 20 minutes of the movie, he actually has some powers or something. It just looks like this whole, we're walking all the way through his life and, and giant origins of everything. You know, speaking of, and you don't get anywhere. Speaking of Favreau, I remember when I saw that, I thought the exact same thing you did. And it reminded me of the first Iron Man trailer, the first. Right, right. And I thought, this is a huge origin story. And all he's going to do is get into that weird, clunky Iron Man suit. Right. And, you know, and you find out that's the first 20 minutes. And and it's going to be, yeah. And And it's it's going to be like Iron Man 4 before you ever have (laughs) anything red and gold. (laughs) Right, exactly. No, and then maybe, you know, maybe it will be like but that. it, it looks, knows it certainly it, does it's look trying like that. to sell you that it's something yeah. like that anyway or maybe you know at least the last i mean let's say it's a two-hour film maybe yeah. the last 45 minutes you're going to have some serious right. stuff going on and who knows by the look of stuff i mean when we saw what yeah it, it Gods of Egypt, nothing, that thing right? looked amazing yeah beautiful. <laughs> it was so beautiful looking and still i mean it but know, um anyway but, but you know, even if it goes that way, that could work. That's okay. That could be a I good just think movie. I think as a comic book fan now and every year before now, you know, I loved all of these things. And at one point, I always wondered what it would be like if we could get a movie out of it. Right. And this looks like it might be the movie I wanted to get all the, all the time. Right. Like, it looks great. Right. And whether it is great, well, we'll know. But It looks good. And, uh, you know, you can't, it's fun. you can't go wrong with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, being no. your your. And he actually looks pretty cool in the trailer too. There's especially you know that part where all of a sudden he goes, "Teach me," you know, like he's just he's great. I don't know. He's he's the right guy. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll uh, I think run through a little bit of news before we get to criminal, um, because no one went to see it anyway. So uh, (laughs) I don't don't know that we're going to tell you to either. But (laughs) but. yeah, so speaking of the boss, there's uh some other they're making another movie. Uh wow. they've got another another Life of the Party or something. I think Life of the Party is the name. They're coming back together. I just I don't get it. I really don't. I mean I don't either. I can understand like uh I mean everyone hates Hollywood in general. As much everyone who loves movies <laughs> hates Hollywood, right? right? Because um especially all of general nepotism that goes on yeah. and the whole like it's it's all this one little group that make all the movies right. and then if you're a famous actor then your kid gets to be an actor yeah and it's not like that's new that's been going on since you know the very no. beginning and uh, if you have a friend you pull him into you know he's a gaffer now because i want to give him a job right. who knows sure. what it is anyway but <laughs> this just makes me as odd you know, I mean, this this just seems like it's it's weird, and it also seems like something where you know Melissa McCarthy's bubbles burst at some point yeah. because it's almost like she just refuses to make a good decision. I mean, that can't last forever, right? Right? I mean, uh, we'll see how long it lasts, I guess, but it doesn't seem like that can last forever. The, 
she's got one movie that gets horrible reviews that leads to another movie that right. gets horrible well, reviews. Was it Tammy or Spy that, I mean, it doesn't matter because we hated both of them. But right. I don't remember which one of them, like, the opening weekend came and they were like, yep, already got a sequel. Do you remember that? And I was like, no, I don't. I don't. Maybe it must have been Spy. It must have been Spy because Tammy, Tammy just doesn't seem no. like it. I mean, how much you could do that I don't over think there's over. a Tammy too coming. But I just right. remember reading, like, already a sequel. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding me right. from, from that? Like, and the Jungle Book, actually, already, where yeah. uh, we're <laughs> starting the gears spinning on that sequel, yeah. which uh, I don't know what that's about. But anyway, uh, you know, the, the whole Melissa McCarthy thing, I just don't get. I mean, he's, it, it, he's not a director of anything that would get you any job, right? really, in any big-time thing. And, I mean, he's an actor. I guess he's been in some stuff, yeah. but not really and it's like there's no limit to the amount of bad movies we're going to make together right and i i don't know it doesn't matter how much money the previous one makes how much critics hate it no nothing Never. anyway it doesn't, it, it's bulletproof anyway there's another one coming yeah. um <laughs> yeah in uh in other news let's see what what other news there is so there was the um God, WonderCon, I think. Yeah. CinemaCon. I don't know. I some, some sort of con was out there. And so now we, we get the news that we've got the dates for four Avatar movies. <laughs> yeah. Which I think... Uh, you love it. Uh, the, we've got plans for four movies and tentative dates or whatever. But, I mean, you know, the first one was a long time ago. If, if we got four more to go, like, he's going to be like 115 <laughs> by right, the time right. we get I mean, unless they're just all shooting at the same time. And it's going to be some, you know, crazy kind of thing where, where we can just run all together. It and... just it sounds like James Cameron, after all the money of Titanic and Avatar, you know, have made him God. Right. You know, he figured out how to download his consciousness into something else. Yeah. Because this is like 2023, right. 2050, you know, right. on and on. I don't know. And uh, I really wonder, especially with all of the time since the first one, like 2009 or when, eight. I mean, when the first one came out, right? If the second one had come out within the next two or three years, it would have made a hundred billion dollars, right? Standard. I mean, they usually it, come out three or four It years. would have been yeah. huge. Now there's enough time for like the yeah. Spice Girls clash to happen, right? I right. mean, there's enough time now that you've got plenty of people who don't admit that they liked it anymore. Right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did you ever and, like it? And I don't know. I, I didn't really like it. I thought it was okay, but, you know, for me, it was just too much of a uh, bunch of other movies just I've seen Pocahontas. just with blue people. Too much I mean, it was yeah, like right. Dances with Wolves, yeah. this, and yeah. Yeah. <coughs> well, the thing that's really weird is that he's he's routinely said kind of the George Lucas stance, which is I'm waiting for the technology to catch up with what's in my head. Right. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is in Dude, your head? What more like, what do happen? you see? You know, is this a, a total immersive <laughs> ah, experience? Is this a helmet we have to put on? Right, do, exactly. Do we get avatar uh, smells? Uh, like, yeah. What is it? Because I thought, you know, and you, you we get spoiled because we go year through year and you go these things. But I remember watching Avatar and going, I've seen this a bunch, like what you said. I still kind of like the visuals. It's still really fun. Right. And James Cameron can direct action almost like no one else in my mind. I think he's great at that stuff. So those scenes were really great and really effective. But, I mean, as far as the technology goes, I don't know what you're waiting for. Yeah. So if at, he knows something point, is coming, I don't know what the hell at that is. At this point, 
we've already seen movies where stuff has happened in those movies right. where uh, what could be next, right. really? I, I yeah. mean, um, you can pretty much get anything you want on film at and this make it point look because good, you, you know. can just CGI it. Right. And it's not like CGI looks horrible like no, it did. It looks really, you know, I mean, a lot, a while just ago. seeing things like every once in a while, like Jurassic Park <laughs> will be on TV and I'll kick it up and I'll watch a couple scenes because, well, the raptors are coming or this is the first time they see the brachius or whatever. And that even looks pretty good. I don't think that that's just my memory filling right. in the blanks. It doesn't look bad. And that was like 91. I mean, that was forever ago. Right. I, I just, I, I have no idea what's in his mind or why he has to wait another 15 minutes. I don't know either. It, and but... I don't know why anything has to wait for anything. He's waiting for a certain, he's waiting for basically everyone in Hollywood's contracts to clear. So that he can have everyone in the movie, right? Like he did, right? Like he did for Titanic. That way, uh, he got like 100% of the Academy voting voting for a movie that worked on. Yeah. Hey, that's smart. (laughs) I don't don't fault him for that. But excuse me, man. We got to get off this topic. You're allergic to it. I am. Uh, So in other news, uh, big movie type news anyway, uh, the whole AMC texting fiasco. Holy crap. Why was that even a thing? It was such a big thing, too. It was insane. And AMC, and it's the the most bizarre thing to me was, uh, so AMC said, we're going to have certain theaters in, I mean, certain certain (laughs) screens in certain theaters. That you're going to be allowed to text. Yeah. And everyone went insane. Yeah. And the internet exploded. No. Yeah. But you don't have to go in that theater. Right. Then. I go guess. to the other theater you know, or whatever. I, and I think the idea is that, you know, once it's permissible somewhere, it will then passively it will, yes, it'll be the everywhere. downward spiral. Right. And, of civilization and theater goers, you know, will never have a you know, quiet bag of popcorn and supposed to ever, you know, I, and you know, I got to tell you the weird thing about it for me is uh, there are, you know, way worse bastards in movie theaters than people who text sometimes. Sometimes I think, you know, if I'm watching a film and then I get pulled out of it because somebody just needs to take a selfie or they're, or they're texting and they, when we go into a theater, I, I mute my phone and I dim my phone, you right. know, and, and if I have to use it, I'll get up and go to the wing, you know, I'll go to the side. But if, if I'm curious, at least I don't blind everybody. People are throwing things up and it's worse when it's in 3d. Cause I've got the peripheral plastic right, behind right, me right. and I, all I can see is this glare. I'm just like, come on. But you know, I don't, don't well, like see, I'm a, we'll be like the Alamo point. draft house rules for me. That's we'll, how we'll, I'm we'll be like the MSNBC people on right. here. So I could care less if people are texting as yeah. long as, you know, if you have your phone and you turn up the volume all the way right. and you're texting like a half of it, it's going <laughs> yeah. right. at like every time you touch t- or something, then I'm going to be pissed, right? Because the then you're being totally annoying. Right. And if you're having a conversation back and forth and your phone keeps going bing, like really loud, <laughs> yeah. then that's a different annoying. thing. Yeah. But if you're just sitting there like hiding your phone, like okay. texting you and know, trying to cover it up. And, I'm going to be late or, <clears throat> you know, this movie sucks. I think I'm going to be You know, All right, that's fine. But. Right. Anyway, uh, it reminds, that me, was a big it, it reminds yeah. me, though, of one time when uh, – I can't even remember who was doing it, but there there was a theater that was going to like put your texts up yes. on the side of the screen. Yeah. Like you could text during the movie and 
put like a special hashtag right and your all those yep. tweets or texts or whatever however that was going to work would like show up on the side of the movie and then right. you'd be watching a horror movie and everyone would be going don't go in there right or, you know right. who knows right <laughs> the problem with that is God, everybody everybody thinks that well don't do that it, at least wait till the show's over but everybody thinks that they're the happy trio of mystery science theater 3000 and all their all their witticisms right. are actually and they're going to really, be hilarious. Really great. You know, like this, when I go to see, uh, you know, I don't care what movie. If I go see the the Force Awakens, starting at live audition, and you're just going to be talking and really loud about you're, it, right? You're, you're doing your bit. Shut up. But you know, get the, out of here. The difference too is that uh, some people are such you know just like quiet Nazis at the movie theater. Yeah. And it's like when the exciting thing happens and people go whoa. And everyone goes, shh. I haven't been to many like, of those. What? Yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think you're all right to have an, a human experience. Right. But you're also there. Like, I know that, man, I, I hate exporting these things. But, I, you know, from what I understand, all the overseas places do it best. When you go in and you buy a ticket, you sit down, you're quiet. You know, you eat your food. That's fine. <coughs> but you also, you know, you also just respect that you're there to watch something in front of you. And we all chipped in to do it. I don't go to check and make sure that your babysitter's paid for another half right, hour right. because Tommy left his GoBots at the uh, mall. I don't, I don't care. You know, I don't care. If you've got something to do, stand up, go outside and do it, and then come in. Just like, just like what you would do if you're taking a phone call. You've got to take a phone call. Don't do it in your chair in the right. middle of the movie. Get up and go do it. So if you have to touch your phone, get up and go do it. All right. That's anyway. How I feel. But I'm a, I'm a crotchety old but, man. But see, the, the other thing for me is, uh, I, you know, I could see people want it to be quiet. I think movie theaters for me are overdue the being quiet. You know, yeah. I, I like going to film festival versions of films. And right. not that, you know, people aren't all talking. No, but, but people are, are being like animated. very into it, yeah. you know, and like reacting like loudly. Right. And like the whole audience like laughs right. or something's good and stuff like that. But... I mean, I can see people who want it to be quiet, but if we have two theaters, you go right and you're going into one and left and you're going into another one and it's the same movie. And one of them, they go, you can text in here. Right. Who who cares? If you don't like it, go, don't go in that theater. There are people who want to text and be obnoxious and they want to go into the obnoxious room or whatever it is. Absolutely. It's a little like the Rocky Horror experience. Like, that's not right. for me, but I absolutely get it. But that's also, I guess that should have been the first thing I said, which is it's a communal thing. If we're at a film festival and everyone's having a great time watching something wild and dark and right, comic right. and just you're, you're so into it and the whole crowd is into it, you're all in it together. If, if everyone's kind of trying to dig the English patient and you're just texting and giggling, right. you're not having a communal experience. You're having a very solitary experience that's bringing everybody else out. And I think that's rude. Right. So basically but, just so, everyone shut up at the movie. Right. Um, AMC, so uh, though, what a weird experience. It uh, is. Experiment. It is really weird. There's, we thought we'd try something yeah. and I guess not. Yeah. Um, the only other news that we've got is, uh, you know, everyone's talking about Ben Affleck's doing his own Batman movie. Cool. So there's going to be a standalone one sure. of those. Uh, Ghost in the Shell has started some problems now that they released the yeah. Scarlett Johansson image, and everyone yeah. starts talking about how uh, she's not Asian. Was the picture Asianified? <laughs> yeah, and Asian filter. So, and she's not Asian, right? But even worse than that is 
did they are they doctoring up her images in the movie to make her look more Asian? Right. And you know, I mean, then the internet exploded again, and right. everyone yeah. cares, and right. who knows? So. I, you know, I don't even know. It's like one image of her from the side. Right. And I don't know that I can see where she's been Asianified, but I mean, I can, I know that she's not Asian. So on right, that right. side of the thing, right. I guess that works. And this but, comes up every once in a while, you know, it's like the, it's, it's like, it's not James Cameron's avatar, but I remember the last, it was M Knight's avatar. That was the last one I remember where everyone got all up in arms because right. the full casting wasn't even remotely close. I mean, I know there's, one, but that's the last one that really you know the uh the james bond thing was the almost one with idris elba and will he be bond right and everyone was you know yeah i don't know um i just want to see the movie yeah so that's the problem with that one is that i just want them to make the movie and if this is what's going to happen for them to actually make it then i'm going to have to play along i guess because i really want them to make that movie. right so yeah um anyway uh louis louis ck uh, hilariously ended. Uh, I think oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, ended the his Horace and Pete show <laughs> experiment, which I thought was really funny. He's he so he made a web series. There's a one full season of it, and you know, it first started that he said something about being millions of dollars in debt over the making of this web series. Right. And then a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, there's not going to be any more of that. And well, <laughs> I guess not if you're, right, if you're really in the hole, but it's, it's kind of hilarious. Like I haven't even seen it because you, you have to pay to see yeah. anything. Right. I mean, to, they, they don't even give you like a free there's first no episode no. or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you just have to go, I'm a huge fan of his and I'm going to pay $4 to see, I don't even know how long it is. Right? Right. It's like, yeah. Maybe it's like a minute and a half long. Right. Like you think web series, you're like going, well, it's like five minutes right. or something. Right. It's like a little thing, but you don't know. No. I don't know. And then it's it's something like 35 bucks, I think, to buy the whole season. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Nobody bought into that, I guess. So yeah. that didn't wow. I thought I was surprised. Like, did it make any money? Like, did no. you spend? He said something about being $2 million in debt oh, over geez. this thing. And I'm like, how did did it make any money? Because how right. did you spend two million dollars to make a web series <laughs> right, right. where it's like two guys? He's done some of these things before. Uh, I know he does it. Well, I know a lot of people do it now. Joe Rogan does it, where they put up a special, and you know, it's kind of like, give me, give me five bucks. I made this. I I produced it. I filmed it. I edited it. I'm uploading it. I know you guys will probably see it on YouTube or some torrent place, but just if you throw me five bucks, I can keep doing these and I can continue to do them. And uh, I, the last time I went to CK's website, he actually had a drop down for God. I can't remember if it was all of his stuff, but he certainly had several. And then he was doing some experimental things and, and Joe Rogan has done that stuff before. And I don't know how much of a great money-making venture. That well, and Joe, is, Joe Rogan but, has like this huge podcast following. Yeah. So he's, he's got like it's just a like, close connection yeah. kind of to and that. And it's almost just donation where, you know, he's like, don't give me 50. Right, right. Keep that. But if you throw me a few bucks, then that's great. That means you enjoyed it. You know, pay what right, you think right. and then I'll make more. You know, it's almost like the self-fulfilling prophecy, but yeah, if, if Louis went in for two million, oh man, and I just and I don't even understand the distribution, you know, because I'm like, it's just the net. You don't have to go anywhere. You put it on right. the internet, and it goes everywhere for you. So what did you do, man? I don't know. I don't he know. Uh, bought some really complicated sets. I, remember, I don't I know just, what he did, and I, was, I haven't seen. And I haven't so. seen. Right, I was talking about it just the other day, and I asked somebody who's a big Louis C.K. fan as well. I was like, I've seen this yet? I'm like, I can't. And I know the implications. I can't afford that. 
Right. You know, and I'm like, well, you, you probably could, but you know, you don't want to. Right. And I don't, I don't know that I blame you. So I don't know. Anyways, we're pretty used to getting things free or cheap or make it the cost of a movie ticket, you know, or make it like a, if I want to watch daredevil, I can pay 10 bucks and stream the hell out of it for one month. Like right. don't make me pay 35 for something. I don't even give me a taste of. Right. Like anyway. Uh, okay. So criminal, um, I think that pretty much wraps up the yeah. news anyway, except, uh, you know, Netflix news, actually the defenders is coming, yep. uh, with the daredevil showrunners are going to be doing that. And, uh, Kimmy Schmidt came out on Friday. How much of Kimmy Schmidt did you see by now? Uh, like five episodes, four or good? five episodes. Better than the first, as as good. I don't know about better, but it's as good. It's fun. It's still yeah. really funny. And because uh, I I I worried when when you threw you know when you told me it was finally up and I watched the first season. And we didn't binge watch it. We actually were real methodical about one episode every day, and it was fun and it was enjoyable. And I thought this thing doesn't have much life beyond maybe the concept. Before right, because getting, it's like um, three's company, like seven years of three's company. Yeah, and it's it, like, oh, we had another roommate miscommunication. It's like, you know, it's like, like so many sitcoms, even though this turns out to be a good version. Yeah. But it's like so many shows at all, but especially sitcoms that come out now, they've got to have some really crazy gimmick right, to right. start with. And then how long can you last? Well, I'm because like, you have to have – you've got to have new gimmicks or based great, totally yeah. on this gimmick. And then we told that story right. and it's over. And yeah. then what? kind of like how i felt about arrested development which i thought was yeah. a hilarious and just like okay your parents your family everybody's really weird and you've got a certain amount of mileage from that but after a while now you're now you're right. really in trouble right but um anyway, anyway so anyway so that's the other news okay uh criminal yeah so uh kevin costner gary oldman ryan reynolds Tommy Lee jones, uh, Tommy Lee jones. yeah every everybody's I mean, in it everybody and uh, and really, there's your budget, right? <laughs> there is, <laughs> and uh, and some explosions, right? Really, um, this this is a weird movie, and theoretically, we're supposed to jump right out with our our ratings, yeah. and uh, I feel like I'm, I guess, kind of okay with that. This was um, usually, I will say, uh, this is a weird movie for me. That's really what I say, like every. Time yeah, I'm gonna give a rating. That's our thing. This one was not weird for me, except that uh, it was kind of surprising that you had all of this stuff, and at no point could it get me interested. Right. You know, and it was I kept expecting something to happen where it's gonna go. No, but now, aha! See right. how we. We had to build that all up for you, but right. then now this will happen, and and it never did anything. Uh, I'm pretty pretty solidly at uh, two. Oh, I got your I guessed wrong. Uh, I you, you know three. I could I could kind of go three, like two to three, two and a half, or something like that, yeah. because there were there were a few scenes where I I thought it was okay. Yeah. I actually kind of liked the beginning. Yeah. And I liked the beginning because uh, – so the movie is about uh, Reynolds' CIA operative in England, and he gets killed. They recover the body, and they go to uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who's a researcher in memory and the brain and everything. And he has this theory of transferring memories from the brain to another. Mm-hmm. So they want to take uh, Kevin Costner, who is a very special kind of crazy person, yeah, you, you because his mental load 
did not develop. And that we think would be good for, yeah, right. for getting this to work. Right. Uh, because you could use a better person, but that brain might not be as receptive to this actually happening. That's the theory anyway. So he's this very special kind of criminal who's a complete sociopath, yeah. psychopath. I don't know. He's, right. he's a path of varying <laughs> degrees, I guess. And, you know, he supposedly has no sense of right and wrong, no ability to, like, feel emotions, right. no sense of how society is supposed to work and right. all this stuff. <clears throat> so we're, like, building him up into, like, eight different neurological disorders at the same time right. just because it fits our premise. And they put Ryan Reynolds' uh, memories into him to try and figure out where the guy is. We're looking for this guy. And, uh, if we don't find him, you know, catastrophe ensues right. or whatever. Anyway, there were some parts. Um, I like the beginning, even to the point where we got like Tommy Lee Jones and didn't really explain anything. Cool that they were, you know, you could just see a scene in the movie and it probably exists in this one. They just cut it. Yeah. They're just talking about how this worked for a really long time. Right. And right. I was like, you know, just go sci-fi with it and just say it works and just do it Trust and, me. and just go with it, right? right? And just play along with it. And, you know, some of the people were good in the movie. But it, anyway, in the end, I'm I'm still at two because we'll go into why I guess later. But yeah. uh, I just – I really hated it. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after, after the yeah. halfway point, everything else that happened i was just whatever <laughs> i couldn't get anything out of yeah that. i th- i think i would up liking the first half of the film it's a long it's, it's just under two hours i think it's like an hour and 55 long. minutes and, and not just because we everything's too long no, it's it just is surprisingly like you well, think they would just wrap this together you'll you'll know what i mean well i give it four. i was i was about to say um I give the first half a four and I give overall the whole thing three and a half. Um, you'll know okay. what I mean. You'll know what I mean. And maybe some of the listeners will know what I mean. This seems and feels and reminds me so much of any like direct video, late eighties, early nineties yeah. movie on Anything a shelf with a in, a, spy. in a video store. You know, there was a time where you'd walk into a video store and you'd just see like Sylvester Stallone had done this. From, right. Or, or it's almost like reminiscent of like all these old movie studios like um, I'm blank on some of them. I can remember Canon and, and Men and Globus, you know, things that just to put out like all the Chuck Norris Delta Force movies right. and American Ninja yeah, films. This is, this is like Cobra, a, this you know, is the movie when you went to Blockbuster yeah. when it existed, right? And you walk around the outer wall where right. all new releases are, right. right? The new James Bond movie is there, right. but they're all checked out. Yeah, They'd have a couple of the Next and year, you are, wanted James Bond, but right. you got to get something. And instead, this. Right. instead of you know a right Tom Spacey, and he looked a little like it, but he was in Mission Tomorrow. Mission Improbable. It's, it's got an, yeah, it's got like an interesting thing. For me, like some of the 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 cast is almost like stellar in a way, and so underused. Like there's nothing Except for that any it's of them odd. to do. It's and really and yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman stood out to me, especially in exactly that way. Like he was really good. I thought he was good. But and then you just kept going. So what? Well, all he had to do was, was screamingly 
you know, kind of run everywhere with his old salt and pepper hair and his right. trench coat kind of running. He just, he reminded me of Jim Gordon again. He's got the glasses when he's the super spy running around. Uh, but he's, he's kind of over the top, kind of cartoonish and kind of cliched. Tommy Lee Jones is in the film, but he looks sleeping. You know, yeah. He looks asleep during everything. And, and I don't know if he's supposed to, I don't know if he's supposed to present it that way or not. He, he almost, you know, he almost looked in the movie to me like he had other dialogue, right? Like there's there's some part where he kind of slips uh, Kevin Costner a pill, although not really. I right. mean, it's not right. like he's really being secretive about it. Yeah. But it's like that scene had a whole bunch of dialogue, and Tommy Lee Jones just said, "I'm just gonna say, I'm that. just gonna do this, and you're gonna, I'm just gonna and, do this. I'm going back and then, to my and then what? Right. What are you gonna do? Because Reset and make do it again? I don't Kevin, think you will. Gary, and I are gonna right. play poker, and to hell with you, you know." <laughs> right. Jordy Moya, the the guy who's a villain, is he's okay for an '80s supervillain, but he's not he's not strong enough to warrant being in like a Bourne film or a James yeah. Bond movie. He doesn't warrant anybody with a superpower ever going after him. Ultimately, this feels like someone took sketching paper and just copied the latest Vin Diesel triple X, you know, film. Right. You know, he's got kind of like this thing. Strangely enough, the one I, there's Kevin Costner. I actually like Costner in just about. About it, even this film suffers. I still like him in it because Costner from he was really fun. Well, I you know I liked him sometime, but there were several scenes in the movie where they're really trying to highlight the fact that he was a sociopath, right? That were just stupid. Some of them, and I they're wonder if we agree about terrible. some of them, and we'll get into it later. Some of them I love. Like, if you're gonna tell me like that which one. <laughs> Restaurant where he's speaking French, he's like getting all excited. He spoke. Uh, that goes, one that was, was French. That one was kind of okay. I thought that but, was great. But you no, know, so you got Ryan Reynolds, who strangely is in the same movie twice in two years. Like he was just in. We just saw him in uh, Selfless, right? Where he he and Ben Kingsley, where he, where he's a guy who gives his, brain, somebody, he gives yeah. his body up and goes into somebody else's uh, life. You know, it, and at one point, I actually thought to Kevin Costner, I'm like, you better hurry up or you're going to be caught in this body forever. Like, I was combining the Right, movie. right. It, he's more or less just in it as a cameo, strangely. Like, he yeah. just makes, like, a, it, it's broken up over the course of the film. He does a cameo. The only believable kind of human person is Al Gadot's character. And, and I'll be damned if I can think of anybody who had more hype around them and appeared on film so little. Yeah. Like, I feel like Gilbo is not like the new it role. It doesn't even matter. You're Wonder Woman, and then that's right. it. I just feel like she's, she's talked about all the time everywhere. She's, and, and I'm not fixated on it to the point where it's unseen, but and she's in this more than she's Batman versus Superman, and she does more yeah. than this. But man, she's just like a hot it person. And I don't mean beauty-wise. I mean, like, she's just in everything, every conversation. And I think she's got a total of, like, seven minutes, you know, to her IMDb page in the last few years. But right. But ultimately, for me, the strength of the movie is is ultimately when we see Kevin Costner as like this hyper sociopath, both kind of without any social convention and without any regulation for what's right or wrong, like what you said. I thought those scenes were kind of fun when he acts without any repercussion. But I also thought it was fun to watch him because the idea of the movie is that Brian Reynolds' character um, is the first time he's ever felt right or wrong. And he has to wrestle with that. And this film, ultimately, the main reason it was low for me is that it showed me everything. It didn't you know? It didn't didn't show enough. It told me everything. You know, when he's having these scenes with his wife with uh, Gal Gadot, 
she's like, you know, her husband really loved you, and I've got these headaches away, but he's no right or wrong for the first time. I want to see him right. do and, that. Yeah. I want you to just tell me. Things like that, the problem, a lot of the problem for me with the movie is that, you know, take that part at the beginning where I just said it was actually a good thing. Yeah. We don't explain the science behind uh, all this crap. We go, look, this happens. Yeah. You know, it's like when you, uh, like I said, it's like you go the sci-fi route, right? Every right. time you watch a sci-fi movie, they don't explain how laser guns work. Right. Yeah. They just go, look, they there's a laser gun, and then, right? Yeah, you know, right. And in this movie, they're yeah. just kind of going, uh, so, you know, the theta waves and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. But they don't, like, go on and on. They just go, look, it works. And yeah. this is, like, the first human trial, so yeah. maybe it doesn't work. But, right. but it's just, this is what we do, and, you know, we poke him with this stick and then he has his memories but we don't go on and on and explain it they take that and try to have that same theory with everything else that they do right where right you know all of a sudden it the fact that he got these memories or whatever it is that they did to his brain is making him uh, like see things the way Ryan Reynolds character (laughs) did and have emotions and feelings and see Ryan Reynolds daughter and wait a minute I have feeling about that yeah but they don't do it right, right? they just go um i'm having emotions yeah <laughs> they just right. try to do the same thing like they just take all of the plot yeah and try to make it and even when you've got like uh he shows up gal Gadot finds him he starts saying these things that only uh, ryan reynolds right. would know yeah and it's like 10 seconds later she doesn't shoot him Right. I'm like, no, see, she'd shoot him. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, you still got some more questions. Yeah, you got a answer. whole lot of other right. stuff going on before she doesn't shoot you. And the next right. thing you know, she's like, oh, you could stay here and sleep on the couch. Right. Really? Because he's a crazy person. Right. And he could have found and, that out on Facebook. Right. You know, right. I mean, it's just they yeah. want to just jump to the end right. of this is what's happening to him. Yeah. What's that really happening? I mean, yeah. as he like pulls the car over and holds his head and you pitch me that that shit happened that just means that you're trying to they're trying to fast forward through everything and that was so confusing that's what i that's kind of what i mean by it being a super long film but it doesn't feel like like it moves at a pace of an 89 you know 90 minute film like we've got hurry right and we know we've got to like we've got to skip through this we've got to make this scene shorter because we've only got minutes you'd go well Well, all right It assumes you've already seen the library of films that this story is built upon, you know, in other, in other incarnations. So you just automatically know, like, hey, by the way, she's going to trust him anyway because he's going to make her believe right, it. So right. let's just skip to that. You know it. Right. They do. So next scene. And then it's almost like they follow, like, the old action movie adage, which is, okay, you can have a break in action, but it can be no more than six or seven minutes. And then somebody's got to shoot something, blow something up, fire right. something, squeal, you know. It's just so weirdly fragmented as like a patchwork. And the frustrating thing is, it's not just because all the characters are there and all the talents there. I feel like if they had taken time with this, that would have been kind of engaging. Like this might have been a really fun, strange kind of film to go through. But I'll be damned if they just didn't want to get their money and go. Right. And it it has so many parts to it, also where you know it has to run to the next time there's a car chase or someone's driving off a bridge or whatever. Right. There's so much stuff that happens that we don't want you to think about too much. Yeah, like, right. don't 
I can't show this too oh. long or you'll think about it for a long time. Right. And I don't want you to do that. So right. Michael Pitt is this guy that Ryan Reynolds was helping uh, work with. And he's got all these codes for the nuclear weaponry of the United States. And right. so he, Ryan he's, Reynolds he's created a program where right. he can just take it take over. It over. At any and, and he can launch nukes at anybody. Okay, great. So Ryan Reynolds is working real hard because we only got one guy working on this. Right. This is not that big of a deal. Okay. One guy and that guy dies. So when, so when Michael Pitt calls his house because he's scared for his own life and Gal Gadot answers and she's like, my husband's dead. And he just hangs up. He's got the entire nuclear code in his hand and nobody's tracing the call. There are no other agents looking at his right. because, hey, Ryan Reynolds died. So move on. Right. I'll watch this guy. You know? And then, and then uh, it's you know, have their design of how we're going to get from A to B to C to D, whatever. And they know where they want to be at the end. And they look back over and they go, you know, D looks kind of stupid. Right. Oh, but too bad right. because that's how I get there. And, right. you know, and they, they have this thing too, like uh, now we've lost him. And yeah. uh, now it looks like this Kevin Costner memory thing's not working. So let's go back to square one. And the guy goes, well, we know he was here and we know he was here. <laughs> right. So the guy has to be somewhere in there. Right. No one thought of that before. Right. No one thought of just look at all the things. And then yeah. they'll do things where the CIA, for whatever reason, we want them to be able to do whatever. Right. And so they can do that and they can magically take control of all the videos. And, right. You know, they can, right. everything that everyone's scared the and CIA all, can do. Yep. Right they can do so they can find anyone anywhere and whatever right because at one point in the movie you know we just helicopter over and use right. our heat vision or whatever and we can find right. anyone but if we know that this one guy is like <laughs> in a three block radius somewhere he's, he's invisible. can't find right. him yeah, and we too, have to go right, spend millions of dollars fly yeah. this guy right. they've got that potentially minor. kill kevin Costner yeah. to right. take over his brain yeah and then that doesn't work out, and they go, I guess we have to start looking in those buildings right. now. It's almost what? like they lean over their shoulder and go, hey, where did you say <clears throat> that might have happened? You right. Know, just right. like nobody. Yeah, and, and it's, it goes back and forth so many times yeah. between, um, you know, even at the very beginning, right, when they're trying to find Ryan Reynolds and our super bad guy right. is disrupting our plans right. for being able to find him so that he can get him and kill him. Yeah. All of that crap doesn't really make any sense either. So all of that has to happen. Think about the fact that Ryan Reynolds is so stupid, right? That he's going to just take a cab for right. like 15 miles. Like, you know, he'd take a cab for like a hundred yards and jump through something else, but man, he sits back with half hour the worst CIA and then he had to be way in the middle of the death trap before he suddenly goes I don't think this is where you're supposed to go and then and then it's all over and whatever and uh, he's all by himself yeah and he's on his own and we can't help him but once he's dead we can get 50 people to him in like three seconds right I mean of course. What? Right. And they're, <laughs> and they're really just around the block. Right. Like the GPS was just a little off. And Siri just missed the it. The thing that's kind of horrible about the movie is that you really would just forgive all that stuff. Yeah. If it meant that the next hour of watching the movie was, was not going to be smarter. doing the same things yeah. all the time. And 
And it's, yeah, you know, he finds the big bag of money. Finally, Kevin Costner finds the big bag of money and the bad guy can find him and the big bag of money in five seconds. Right. But until Kevin Costner found it, right. He couldn't find it or, you know, he can't find the guy. No one can find anything unless we want someone to find something that anyone can find anything. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's that kind of like myopic kind of devotion to, you, you know, you've got a story you want to tell. And then just suddenly lose, fact, uh, excuse, lose sight of the fact of what's really the driving part of this. It's not those action scenes. It's it's this guy reconciling these things that, you know, might even be appropriate to, to spread out across different human experiences. But because not everybody can really sympathize with an extreme sociopath. Right. You might like him as an antihero. And as an antihero goes, this is like right in the 80s, 90s wheelhouse of like, that guy doesn't care about anything. He'll kill everybody, right. even the guy who makes fun of him for pronouncing the get wrong. Right. You know, that's and that can be funny played up that way. But, <clears throat> you know, it, 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 a lot of it just felt like um, we had a very vague idea of a movie. Yeah. And Kevin Costner got involved and said, you know what I want to do? I want to play like a complete sociopath. Yeah. So I don't know, make that fit into a story. Uh, We were doing a whole other movie here. Well, I don't care. (laughs) I I kind of, uh, I two thoughts about this. You know, when we started watching uh, the scene, which is in the trailer, uh, and I'll tell, I'll say something about the trailer sec, when they get on the bridge and they have the shootout, like in the trailer, I got really excited about that because it reminded me of a really really great scene in like cario you know it reminded right. me of when those things happened i'm like this is great maybe the film is suffering in the or, sci-fi or even like uh you know early born <laughs> movie stuff right. happening i mean maybe put the movie has place. nothing to do with it right. but that put, kind of put him in a bad place yeah. but then let's see him get real gritty and get out of it and it would be exciting and it would elevate the film you know, not intellectually but at least like kind of in the fun factor and I'll be damned if they don't rush through that scene yeah. so fast. They've got a real great uh, premise and they've got a real great situation. And then they just floor it to get out of it, literally. And then I'm confused because all the bad guys are still on the bridge. He goes in the water and he just kind of swims up and nobody's shooting at him. Nobody's right. waiting for him. Nobody jumps in after him. Like nobody does anything. It, it reminds me of a quick, a quick thing to say. And, so, and somehow the bad guys got away. Right, and they they just take despite off. the, the fact that they're on like, a bridge, they have nowhere they go except in the water again. You we know, fast just, forward yeah. a few minutes to all... so there's like the main girl right. who's a bad guy, right? She's like there on the bridge. Yep. He drives off the bridge. Yep. The bridge has rotated so that you can't go Nobody anywhere. Nobody can go anywhere, right? Surely there are going to be lots of cops right. everywhere because we were shooting up <laughs> like a crazy storm, right? And she somehow got away. We just yeah. fast forward to the next scene where we see her somewhere else. And right. That's it. That's she, it. She just got no out. Explanation. And, and again, you're supposed to understand, well, she's an evil henchwoman. She's and so she away. can do that. She's got away. Right. But cool. Just show me. Show me just for a second. Do something. Show me right. one time. Show me earlier in the film that she's resourceful and tricky and cunning and, and dangerous. And then I can buy the rest of it. Right. But if she just like does the Idri Magini Alakazam teleportation thing. Right. So I rewatched um, earlier this morning, just out of curiosity, I rewatched the trailer for Criminal. Holy shit, that, that trailer is great. That movie looks good. That movie looks yeah. really good because it's slow, it's nuanced, it's layered. Like, it, as far as the film that we get from the trailer, no, not at all. Right. Because we get, it's almost, if you've got an hour and you want to watch 
you know, something real quick, you just fast forward it and you just down for all the quick things that look interesting. You haven't really seen anything there. You've just watched something accelerated. And in this thing, it, all the components of the trailer, every scene in the trailer is actually in the movie. There's no hit, hidden stuff. Right. But I'll be damned, man. That trailer looks really good. Yeah, it does. And because you know, one of the things, really subtle. one of the things I think that's a little weird is that there's nothing in the trailer about how much of a psychopath. Right. They skipped that nearly brain dead person. He is. Yeah. And I, I think it's a really different movie. I don't understand why this movie thinks it needs him to be a sociopath. He could just be yeah. a criminal who's an asshole. Sure. And you get kind of the same movie. Yeah. I mean, he could just be, you know, turning good yeah. instead of just being yeah. a, a complete jerk. I don't know, but it's weird too, the way that, you know, like you said, with the whole bridge thing, like the last half hour, 45 minutes of this movie, nothing that this was trying to do that was supposed to be exciting or interesting right. had any ability to be exciting or interesting. Right. When somebody was chasing somebody, you're just kind of sitting there going, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it just, it had it was actually pulling in to any of the stuff that was supposed to be action right. and exciting chases or whatever it was just kind of whatever there's cars driving and you just couldn't care and it felt like it was because we were we were going so quick through all of the characters yeah that had interesting things theoretically going on yeah right but we didn't want to pay attention to them we just wanted to go here's this character look Mm -hmm. shiny i mean it was it was an odd thing. Like if this movie just could have had something going on with all the action that was happening, that would like let you, you know, like a Jason Bourne movie where you're into the action for some reason, but there's something weird about him being a sociopath. And it's like the action's just random. Yeah. Right. When he, when he beats people up, it's just random. Right. (laughs) And it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. So you can't really, I don't know. It's, it was very like oddly distancing at the end. And then you know, what really sucked was the very end of the movie was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Except that you couldn't really get anything out of it. Like it should, it should have been anything. a lot, yeah. it should have been a lot more interesting, right. except it didn't have a way to yeah. really sell that. And it makes it feel almost like someone had this idea for the end of a movie. Right. And said, how can we build a movie where we get to that end? Yeah. And, and it and it didn't pay attention to what it was doing with the characters or what was happening. Was, like I said, with the CIA, they can do anything. Yeah. If that's what we want them to do right now. Yeah. But if we want them to not be able to do something right now, then they can't do anything. Right. Then they're all idiots. And even like the villain. Oh God. If the villain could do half of the shit that he could do. Yeah. That we watched him do all through the movie, he didn't need that guy. Right. That he's looking for. Right. He'd just build his own thing and yeah. take it over. Strangely, strangely, there's a weird film <coughs> that ultimately I'm reminded of from this. This has weird fl- uh, flashes of like Minority Report with all this technology and everyone's got facial recognition. They're right. all running through things. It kind of felt like New York to me too in, in places, but. Ultimately, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, speaking of '90s action films like Under Siege. It was oh, yeah, Steven yeah. Seagal one with uh, Eric Bogovian, and he's like this criminal mastermind who's doing everything on a laptop. He can launch missiles, earthquakes on things. That movie is leagues better than this movie because it takes its time and just has fun with itself. Right, right. You know, if if you're so heavy-handed 
to create like a kind of Frankenstein kind of story with the monsters is Costner and the doctor. Don't name the doctor, Dr. Franks. Okay. And don't name the guy, don't name the antihero Jericho, whatever is that. Something. I don't even know. You might as well just call him Snake Hammer. Right. And he's a convicted felon who's, you know, the only guy that we can do this to. But, you know, that's so that's so stupid. Right. Like that actually it's not often that I I walk out of a film thinking that movie really thought I was dumb. Right. This this I can't tell wholly if it thinks I'm stupid or if I've only seen four films. Like I or, don't, I or don't it know. just thinks it's a lot smarter than it is. It might it might honestly just be suffering from like, you know, it thinks it's like got a, really like cool taken, stuff to say. Like a Taken yeah. Three or a Taken Four, where you get some names, but you don't have a budget. We can film in Budapest because for whatever reason we're there, and it's gonna be gritty. Like right. that doesn't that doesn't. I mean, I I don't think that this is good enough to be i guess it's kind of like on the fringe of like summer films because it's action but yeah. this is not a summer film this no isn't but even it, a fun it, you film. have to you have to pay so little attention to what's going on yeah. it's almost like this is a good movie to watch when you're doing something else at the same right. time or whatever right. because yeah. really everything that it does it doesn't want you to actually pay attention to it because if you think about it you're going to be like kevin costner you're yeah. going to be it just it wants you to like read the outline yeah <laughs> and yeah. Wa- and watch but the man, action if you right. had if you'd gone in or if you'd seen like a new film with kevin costner gary oldman tommy lee jones gal gadot ryan reynolds you know you might be like holy crap how did i miss that i'll check right. that out and you'll regret two hours of holy crap i'll yep. check that out you know that's not that's not a whole lot of fun no well then how are you for because, because, like I said, it, it, no, no, I'm not four. I'm at oh, three I'm and a half. Three, three and a half. Because okay. the first half of the film, I actually was kind of enjoying. The, the first like forty minutes, I maybe, did, is I actually kind fun of fun. And yeah. and I was enjoying seeing Kevin Costner again. I I liked seeing Gal Gadot do something finally. I like Gary Oldman a lot. I I couldn't even begin to like Tommy Lee Jones, except I kept thinking that maybe he's going to do something later. Man, it looked like someone tranquilized him. Yeah, I know. he was just. I actually there. really liked Ryan Reynolds, and I like. And, 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 and it I was did. it was odd because, as you said, he's in the movie. Yeah. For like a few it's minutes. Weird. But it was it was a weird kind of fun mm-hmm. watching him in this movie because yep. it almost seemed like he didn't want to be in the movie too right. much. But they said right. you, you get to be like a James Bond guy. Right. You get to this. run around for this. like a yeah. couple hours. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll he's do that. Pretty lucky Deadpool but, saved his but ass. He's, but he's actually pretty good. He, he is. The reason I – and this is strange. Everything I've said for the last 45 minutes or so is negative about an awful lot of stuff. I still like Kevin Costner in this movie. But I like him, I like him okay. Yeah. But I think that a lot of the stuff that he had to do – I agree with that. Was really pulling me away from liking him more because right. there were scenes where, um, you know, there was there was a scene where he like takes the van. Yep. And you know, it was maybe kind of okay. Right. But it was trying so hard to make him like exactly this certain way. Yeah. And um, the problem for me was that he didn't even like think through anything at all. Yeah. And if you sell me on that hard enough, then he just hasn't lived this long. Like right. there's no way he could have ever made it to still be alive. Right. Someone has shot him. Right. I mean, you can't just walk up to three guys that you know nothing about. Right. You're not in the world's best neighborhood yeah. and just start beating the shit out of them. And no one, and he's just 
gone through his whole life this way and right. no one ever shot him. Right. I mean, it, it's like they're trying so hard to sell me on this. This is what he does. Right. That he can't even, you know, if he would have went up to that van and there had been 50 guys there, he'd have just done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He like he just, he can't. I, know. I love that. But I but it, it doesn't make sense. I know. And I, I, <laughs> right? I acknowledge it and I actually embrace it. I still love it. I still like that. But then I he, it was a riot. But then we go from him being that guy right. to being the guy talking to Gal Gadot. And her daughter. And, and especially that one where at the end of the scene, she says, you know, you could just stay here, right. whatever. And right. he's doing all this stuff and he's going, he really loved you. And yeah. it, he's, it's making me feel things. And people right. told me what emotions were, but now I know. Yeah. And there's like no in between. Right. There's, there's nothing going on except like I said, you know, he holds his head for a while and there's, Happened or yeah. whatever, but they they don't give you anything. No, they don't of him. Real, I mean, they they would probably argue that they do because it's not like there aren't right. other scenes in between. But he kind of just automatically jumps to this thing, and there, here's Kevin Costner, like you know, straight out of like Field of Dreams. Like right. he's like this uber emotional guy yeah. or whatever. And you're like, what? Like I I I may have started watching the film through the auspices of dark comedy than sci-fi thriller. Right. You know, I just, I had fun. I had fun with him acting, him, him being in scenes with everyone else. And even just the little things that he was doing that, that, that don't take much at all. Like anybody could do it, but it was just fun for me to see Costner do it. Like they wake him up. He's got the lobotomized kind of like gash on his head. Right. He's got the headaches. Uh, Tommy Jones is sitting in the room, but Gary Oldman steps in front of him. He's like, I need my information. Then you can run him through whatever rat maze you want. You know? right. And and Costner knows Gary Oldman isn't in the room to be paying attention to, so he keeps like <laughs> moving around. Yeah, he keeps at, trying. To and Gary Oldman keeps jumping in his vision, but it's so kind of like childish. But I love I loved it. I yeah. thought it was I, that I, scene I, was cool. I had so much fun with it. And part of it is like when we've seen it in uh, recently last year, it was fun to see him draft day. It was fun to see him in Three to Kill. You know, these films were suddenly, for whatever reason, Kevin Costner's tired of fly fishing. You know, right. he decides to act a little bit more. I, I just, I, I know his performance isn't difficult or extraordinary, but for the first half of the film, I had fun watching him do it. Yeah. And that was, that yeah. was for me a big saving throw. And, and strangely, she's not, you know, not like she deserves a whole lot of credit. Gal Gadot had enough of a part to screw up, and she did. Right. And the kid was the kid was fine. I I don't credit right, right there. You know, and Gary Oldman. He might have just like, been CGI. Like what, in. Yeah, at times like what you said, it was fun to watch Gary Oldman do his stuff. Ryan Reynolds is good. He's only in it for five or six minutes, but you know, there's enough small compartments there that maybe. Again, I'm not five or that six. Not that I'm not like completely three, horrible. Right, I'm right. at three and a half i'm not gonna seek to watch this film again anytime too soon if ever but for the time i was watching it i, I kind of had a little bit of fun it just fell to crap right and i wasn't terribly surprised that it fell to then but and then you have to get past um we're going on an hour now and we're going to wrap yeah. up pretty soon but it's you get to the point where all of a sudden just watching the actors yeah do something is not enough because at some point right. you have to figure out the story Right. And see what's going right. on. And and I will say that there are some things. The reason that this doesn't even get worse is that I could see the worst movie 
Yeah. And it, and it dodged it in, in a lot it of ways. Did. Right. Yeah. There were, luckily. there were a lot of scenes where um, even the first time we see Kevin Costner. Yeah. I really thought he was going to take out some guards. Yeah. I was like, you know how dumb this movie is. Right. He's going to do this whole kick people's ass before they have to tranquilize them with a hundred yards. Right. Right. And they didn't do it. Right. I was like, oh, well, maybe uh, this is right. they, did, they did. And then and she's in a couple scenes pretty early on where she's like strutting in and I'm like, you know what? She's going to kick Ryan's ass and I'm going to go goodbye. <laughs> like, right, I've checked out. She's not big. Right? She's, no. And, no, and she's just supposed to, and then beat up anyone in the whole movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, at least they're doing that. Right. right. There were all right. of these yeah. things. That it could have been so much worse. And another uh, kind of good thing was when people were shooting at each other, mm-hmm. people didn't suddenly hit when it worked for us and miss all the other, right. you know, whatever. I mean, right. it was like convenient to blow that fairly realistic, right. like shooting people <laughs> in action scenes. The action scenes were actually not too bad. Right. Uh, I did just a brief. I love when he gets that uh, big rig to like, fishtail and oh yeah right blow blow up. Up all the cops because they, all yeah. of a sudden there were no other cars and right. i was like we could have edited that a little yeah a little, right? little yeah but most of the of yeah. uh, all the action scenes were cool yeah. um and and actually See? were were not right. bizarrely over the top yeah. yeah but man everything about the story everything is rough awful. it is rough it's rough to see it's rough to it's rough to think that adults make that like, it it know. felt and we say this a lot anyway. it, it feels like the book would be really good it, it does and it almost feels I, I, I don't even know if this. there is a book i don't, I don't think, either i don't think there is but if know. there was a book it would be really good because we would spend a lot more time getting in his brain and it would know? be it would be more fun to me to watch a mid-season replacement on the sci-fi network of of like 10 or 12 of these episodes right like it's not going to be exciting action but there'll be more stuff with the characters there'll be more things like Again, take a guy, take a real bad guy, and if you believe the science fiction of injecting, and again, if you're a CIA agent, you're no, you're no angel, you're not a pope. His right. name is Pope, but right. it's not, you know, you're not that guy. He, he's the guy that gives you the good and the bad feelings. Like reconcile that, show me, like, and eventually get to a point where you are at a deli and somebody like cuts you off or takes the number ahead of you, and you want to beat them to a pulp, but you you don't. Like right. that's character development. You know, you're these things you have time to do. I don't even know if I'd be interested in that show. <laughs> okay, but it would, it would be better would be for the better. story. It would, it would serve the story much better than what they did and and expediency that they did it under. But again, you know, even that, like the fact that you know, Jericho, I, I don't even remember his name, Jer- Jericho Mean Man, you know, whatever his last name is, is injecting the memories of Bill Pope. You know, so now you got a Pope in him. He's re- like all these heavy-handed attempts to be like kind of. Or just have your in jokes or I hope knows. that's an in joke. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we should but wrap anyway, up. That's so it. basically, don't, avoid don't this movie. Don't go see know. this one. We did it for you, but yeah, you're going to see Jungle Book anyway. And yeah, uh, and I still can't believe how good that's doing. Yeah. Um, it probably made another thirty million while we did the show. It, like it's it's seriously yeah the it the, was over a hundred the projection was supposed to be like a hundred and six or whatever wow. for the weekend yeah. so that could go up because today right. could be better than they think it's going to be but right. who knows 
Yeah, apparently that is, and and every once in a while we, you know, there's too many films we can't all see in one week, but that probably is the film to see this from last week. Yeah, and uh, so next week is The Huntsman, uh, the Winter War, whatever. Winter War, Captain America. Which looks really kind of goofy, but a little curious about it. I'm kind of curious about it just because, uh, as I said before, the original fee, and then it gets changed and then now we right. can actually make the movie that we wanted, wanted to just to the have the Huntsman. and you know that could be interesting to just yeah. to see how that works out and then uh it's, as you said it's like two weeks right yeah it's, then um, in two weeks we'll be we should be doing maybe it's three i think it's like may 5th it might be three so we might have another week which uh, is in two weeks there's uh mother's day and oh yeah uh, that will be big fun and ratchet and clank right and, i have uh, right I haven't read anything in depth. I only saw yeah, well, Captain America's May six. Right, I, so, so that's, that's three actually weeks. Be three weeks. It, it it's not anything I've read because I don't want to have anything spoiled for me. But it's interesting that and apparently many, if not most, of the reviewers are just blown away. Yeah, like it's the smartest, most exciting Marvel universe film so far. Yeah, and, and I'm so. like, it doesn't have to be, you know, to get me there. We'll go away, but it had to be to get me to like it. Just but supposedly it's really good. But if Way. I don't, the trailers for this movie are not impressing me. I have to say, I don't know what you're watching, but just well, you don't like them compared to movie. compared to the Avengers and like some of the, the earlier Iron Man movies. Think, this movie seems so much in the exact same vein of this thing where we have to be pissed at superheroes now. Like every superhero movie has to. Uh, that comes out and I, all of a sudden we have mean. to not like them. It's the same like, you know, Batman versus Superman and right. we don't like Superman anymore. This makes sense. Who though. controls the in Superman the, if right. no one can kill him and in now the sense it's of the same it, thing going it, on with, with them. Them uh, destroying Wachovia and New York City and being somewhat responsible. And why for some is it not damage, why but, is it just not Avengers? Why is it Captain America? I don't know. It's, well, it, I think it's, it's just because Avengers. It, I think three. it has more to do with Cap and Bucky than yeah, whatever. Else, I don't know. Anyway, um, I think you're. Safe. I'm. I'm sure it'll be it's good. Gonna be fun. I'm sure it'll be good. But the trailers, I feel like there could be better trailers. Man, that first trailer. I'm sorry. That first trailer where they're going back and forth, and you have no idea what the film's going to be about. And everyone really likes here, and everyone really seems to like Chris Evans. Right. And now they're at odds, and there's that moment where he's like, "Bucky's my friend," and he has first look on his face, and he's like, "So was I?" And they're fighting. Right. Dude, that's that's the throwback. I, I don't know. Fighting over General Lee. I don't know it. that the progression of movies has sold on Iron Man being Mister Super Rule Follower either. So yeah, and m- I agree. M- maybe there's more going on with that. But... We'll see. Anyway, all right. Uh, weeks. That's uh, <laughs> that's enough of us for uh, one show. We've said enough. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 